Still stuck in this house with a mind full of doubts Tired of staring out the window Eating too much, drinking too much Tired of watching the grass grow Channel 2, Channel 3, back to Channel 2 I watched everything in my queue So put me on a train, I don't care where it's going Fly me on a plane, maybe out to Wyoming Need an RV, no plans, just you and me I need to go somewhere Driving me insane, another groundhog day routine. Stuck in my head, existential dread. What in the world does it mean? Month two, month four, can't take it anymore. I got to get my feet out the door. So put me on a train, I don't care where it's going. Fly me on a plane, maybe out to Wyoming. Need an RV, no plans, just you and me. I need to go somewhere. I need to go somewhere. folks and welcome to 22 weeks with yours truly peter alban campbell consider this recording to be week zero or the test week or indeed the week before what comes this podcast is a project of interest for me covering the span of 22 weeks over the spring and summer period and the idea behind this project is to cover 22 books in 22 weeks and those books are shortish books. I suppose you can call them novellas or short novels or even just long short stories. So thank you for joining me. I suppose if I was a professional podcaster, which I'm not, I'm a complete amateur, I should get into the habit of promoting my social media accounts. Well, for what it's worth, here we are. My main social media account is my Facebook page, which covers a wider reaching project called Incomplete Nonsense with Peter Alban Campbell. And that page can be found at facebook.com slash incomplete nonsense. You can also catch me on YouTube by typing in Incomplete Nonsense with Peter Alban Campbell. Alban is spelt a-L-B-A-N So you can see that there's more to me than just a sweet-sounding voice. (laughs) On the subject of that voice, you can probably detect my accent and that I'm from Scotland. Indeed, from sunny Dundee. (laughs) Well, I say sunny Dundee, it's also incredibly windy as well. And in the past few days, we've actually had temperatures reaching up to the high teens. Well, Celsius anyway, we certainly don't do Fahrenheit. And it's also dipped again to autumnal temperatures as well. So, (laughs) you know, you certainly keep yourself wrapped or dressed for most occasions. By the way, if you wish to drop me an email and get a little shout out on the show, 
you can email me at independentdundee, all one word, at gmail.com. And if you put in the subject title, 22 weeks, and I'll certainly collate that and give you a little shout out on the show. I'm also looking to add some music to the page as well. I'm currently looking into a way to license music or, you know, decent quality music for for podcasting. But if you if you wish to send me something, you can always send me an MP3 file to that same email address and add in a little short bio about yourself as well. Okay, thanks. Although the main excuse for this podcast is the is the idea of covering 22 books in 22 weeks. That doesn't mean that the podcast is exclusive just to those books. Indeed, it will touch upon other areas as well, uh, more along the lines of things that I discuss on my Incomplete Nonsense page on Facebook, for example, or on the YouTube page that I've also mentioned. And that could touch upon any area of, of life, politics, or just anything in general that might be topical. And certainly something to consider would be more lifestyle things as we as we go into the spring and summer period. Uh, something that, that I've been more conscious of myself is, is getting into bad habits. So the whole idea of this project really was to, to keep myself alive and keep myself active. Well, keep my mind active anyway, as you can fall into these bad habits. Uh, I've certainly found it in the past year with, uh, with the situation that we're going through that you cope with it and in certain ways. Uh, one of the ways that I've coped with it badly is by perhaps consuming a little bit too much alcohol. You know, some in moderation is good, but then once you go past moderation, it's not so good for you, eh? I'm also someone who has a taste for craft beer, which doesn't exactly do wonders for one's waistline. <laughs> so if anyone has any suggestions for alternatives to alcohol, other than water, of course, <laughs> that will satiate first in the in the hopefully warm weeks to come. Uh, then do you know? Do share your ideas or you know or recommendations with me. Again, you could do that for the email address independentdundee at gmail dot com. Uh, I do like things like ginger beer, for example. I've tried uh, some non alcoholic beers, but I just find that some of them taste bloody awful <laughs> so um so if you've got any ideas as i say you know do drop me a line i should probably say one or two things more about myself before i actually introduce you to the books that we're going to cover over the next well 22 weeks and that is to say that i'm a part-time student studying here in dundee uh, the the studies that i do tend to be more along the lines of english literature so hence the, the interest in the books here. Uh, I also work full-time as well in Dundee and have some family commitments, so, so usually spare time is quite minimal. But I do have this kind of drop-off that occurs once you've done that last essay or that last assignment of the semester, and you know, usually there's, there's so much mental energy that goes into that that you find yourself kind of falling off the cliff for a little bit, you know, once that's... Once that's done, uh, it can sometimes feel like this out-of-body experience where you're a passenger in the car of your own life. Uh, I've certainly had that, and other people that I've spoken to have had that as well. Uh, I think it's just a case of, you know, you've, you've been so intensive for uh, for all these weeks of the semester. 
and now you all of a sudden find yourself at a bit of a loss and that's that's where these bad habits can can creep in as i say and i could you know as i've already said i could do with losing a bit of weight so hopefully i'll i'll be able to make the most of that in terms of lifestyle choices over the over the 22 weeks so it's more than just just a project of keeping the mind active as well it's about getting into decent habits and i say you know kind of keeping yourself alive or certainly alive here anyway on on this podcast so uh, i'm glad that you're you're checking this out and hopefully you continue on that journey with me and we'll make it through together um you know, I always feel kind of awkward, you know, talking about these things where you experience moments of depression or you have down periods. Um, I'm certainly aware that that so many people can have it worse than what you do. And what happens to be a bad day for me is just a you know, it's a very tame day for for so many other people. And certainly in this this past year and a bit, with this whole crazy crazy situation that we've gone through. And hopefully there is light at the end of the tunnel. So what I'm doing at the moment, uh, this this current week that I'm recording this podcast, is I'm finishing off an essay for my last assignment of the semester. So that's due on Monday the 5th of April. And I'll take a week off from there to try and recharge the batteries a little bit and, and enjoy Easter. I hopefully won't indulge too much in those chocolate eggs. But hey, we'll, we'll enjoy it for what it's worth. And then the idea is to start this podcast properly at some point during the week commencing the 12th of April. So in just a moment, I'll, I'll explain the books that we're going to be looking at. And as I've already said, it won't just be exclusive to those books. I might touch upon films, uh, adaptations of these books as well. And really the idea is that no topic is, is off topic. So we'll see how it goes, eh? By the way, in case you're wondering, the name Alban, which I use as a makeshift middle name, is not actually my middle name. It's it's more of a gimmick name, really. And the idea behind that was when I was looking to, to start some social media stuff and, and the other projects that I'm, that I'm doing with the Incomplete Nonsense page, is, as I was aware that there's our namesakes out there. Um, I think there's a character in Mad Men, for example, who shares a name with me. Um, my actual name is Peter Campbell. And there's also some people more locally uh, to the to the Dundee area who have a bit of, shall we say, notoriety. <laughs> uh, certainly if you do a Google search, for example, um, <laughs> you could be horrified. <laughs> and if, I was just thinking, Christ, I hope people don't think that's me. So it's a way of differentiating myself from you know, questionable namesakes. And quite some time ago, I was looking for a, for a kind of nom de plume for, for a writing project. And uh, I struck upon the name Alban. Uh, I wanted something that spoke to identity and something that signifies that I'm both Scottish and British. So the, the Gaelic name for Scotland is, is Alba or Alba. Uh, spelled A L B A, and I believe the the first um, uh, the first martyr uh, or the the first uh, British saint was Saint Alban. Uh, he was someone that actually died saving someone else from persecution. So uh, it seemed uh, quite a decent thing to honour. 
and I thought it sounded you know pretty pretty cool there I say it so yeah I went for the for the name Alban so it's a makeshift middle name for me okay <laughs> so you could probably think that's enough Peter that's enough stalling and delaying and padding out time on this podcast get on with it eh <laughs> so I'm just about to discuss the the 22 books per the 22 weeks that I've set out and if you want to see these books as well as as well as hear about them uh, I've just posted a video on the YouTube page which I mentioned again if you type in incomplete nonsense with Peter Alban Campbell Alban is spelled A-L-B-A-N then the most recent video that you'll likely see is the one pertaining to this project 22 weeks and uh, I showed the the books that I'm I'm going to be looking at and you can see my copies and you can get some idea there uh, about the ideas behind the curation and a little bit more about myself on that video but I'll explain here as well and hopefully do a do a decent job of maintaining your interest so bear with me and we'll get right into it okay so week number one next week will be Ernest Hemingway with his short novel The Old Man and the Sea so in my copy it's it's uh, almost like it's 96 pages long and the book itself was published in 1952 so 96 pages it's a you know it's a good easy start really and uh, I've actually started looking at the, the first couple of pages here to, to get an idea of what we're looking at and I would say that the prose is well the prose is beautiful but it's also deceptively simple as well so we'll, we'll have you know some fun I think you know with that and that that the idea even though I'm an English literature student is but we're not going to be too academic minded here we're going to try and get back to reading for pleasure again and if you're someone who's short of an attention span like me you'll notice that the the page lengths of these books that I'm mentioning are short you know as I say they're they're novellas or short novels or extended short stories if you want to call them that so it's something that's you know easily doable I think in in a few weeknights or or over the course of a weekend uh, certainly if you like me and you work full-time you've probably only got two or three decent hours of an evening left once you've had your evening meal so you know the, the idea is this is more than consumable so week one is The Old Man in the Sea by Ernest Hemingway and I'm trying to think of any books that I've read in the past by Hemingway I've not read a lot of his stuff um, a couple of years ago actually during the summer uh, I read Fiesta or The Sun Also Rises and I really liked that uh, it's all about bullfighting and uh, I think it was anticipating the the start of the Spanish Civil War but um, but yeah that was that was really good and and I've got high hopes for this one too okay so book number two week number two will be Billy Bud by Herman Melville and th- this was a, a short book that was published actually quite some time after his death it was unfinished in his own lifetime uh, I think Melville actually died in 1891 and the first publication of Billy Budd was published in 1924 
So, yeah, I think you're looking at, you know, 30-ish years after his death. And in my copy, it's 81 pages long, so another, you know, <laughs> bite-sized chunk to, to consume. And week three will be Canary Row by John Steinbeck. Again, I've not read too much of Steinbeck. I have watched the, the film The Grapes of Wrath for a film studies course that I did maybe about three years ago now. And I remember really liking that. Um, I seem to remember it was directed by John Ford. So that was a that was a really good film to check out if you've never seen it. And week number four, another one that's on the film, was Truman Capote's Breakfast at Tiffany's. So again, another short novella. In my copy, it's 91 pages long. Uh, that came out in 1958. And it'll be interesting to see how... That classic film that we recognise with Audrey Hepburn, you know, found its ideas in this novella by Capote. Week number five, uh, again, uh, seems to be a bit of a theme developing here, uh, books that became films. And week number five will be James M. Kane with the, the shortish novel called Double Indemnity. Uh, in my copy, again, that's 82 pages long, and that was published in 1943. And again, if you've never seen that film, Double Indemnity, it's definitely well worth checking out uh, with Fred McMurray and Barbara Stanwyck and Edward G. Robinson, I believe. It's a real classic of film noir, so definitely something to check out, and we'll probably touch upon that in that particular week as well. I believe that was also adapted uh, as a screenplay by uh, another classic um, writer of that pulp fiction, I suppose, uh, Raymond Chandler. You know, one of his more famous stories was The Big Sleep, which, you know, got turned into a film as well by, I want to say, John Huston. That could be wrong. But definitely it's got uh, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall in it. And, there's a scene in, in that film that comes to mind straight away that's got some really brilliant dialogue in it. So it'll be interesting to see how how someone like him was able to adapt Kane's novel for the screen. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, I seem to remember from Double Indemnity again, it's got some brilliant dialogue and interplay between the characters in it. Uh, okay, so week number six will be Virginia Woolf and Mrs. Dalloway. And th- this is a bit longer. It's in my copy. It's 167 pages, uh, published in 1925. In my English literary courses, I've I've touched upon Virginia Woolf before, but I've never actually read this book. So I believe it's a it's a real classic. And what do we have next? Week number seven, we have Aldous Huxley. Uh, someone whose probably his most famous novel would be. Brave New World, but um, the the novel that we're going to touch upon in week seven is, I believe it's, it might actually be his first published work, and it's called Chrome Yellow. It's about 170 pages long in my copy, and uh, was published in 1921. And the week after that, week eight, is a real classic. It's F. Scott Fitzgerald and The Great Gatsby. And my copy again, it's 165 pages long. So you notice all these are under under 200 pages. So very, very achievable, I think. 
Again, I've seen a couple of film adaptations of Gatsby, but I've never actually read the source novel, so that'll be that'll be interesting. And the week after that, which would be week number nine, again, <laughs> someone else that was adapted for the screen. Uh, this is Henry James, The Turn of the Screw, and the the brilliant film that that, that was developed into was called The Innocents, starring Deborah Carr. And if you've never seen that, it's, it's really good and really eerie, atmospheric. So it'll be interesting to see how the novel is in those regards and where it has that that sense of the uncanny, that sense of atmosphere. And the following week, something that I have actually read before, um, I should probably say, of these 22 books, I think I've actually only read maybe two or three of them before. And even then, you know, those two or three, not in a very long time. But this is one of them that I've read before. And this is Albert Camus, The Outsider. Or for people in the States, I think it's also called The Stranger. And this is an absurdist novel by Camus. Uh, I think the, the term existentialist also gets applied to it. But I don't think he was too keen on that, though. But this was one that, when I first read it, I'm... Uh, in my early 20s, uh, I'm now in my, my late 30s, but in my early 20s this really did have a profound impact on me. Uh, there's a couple of real moments in there that, that stop you and, you know, make you think. So I'll, I'll, be, I'll be interested to see if it still maintains that profound aspect to it, going back to it with a more mature mind, I suppose. And... Uh, Again, this this was something that was adapted from French into English, and that seems to be the the theme for the for the following couple of weeks, really. So the one that comes in week eleven is by Alan Robbegrier, and this book is called The Voyeur, and that book is about one hundred and sixty four pages long in my copy. Sorry, the the previous one, The Outsider, uh, I didn't. I think I mentioned the page length, but that's 108 pages in my copy. But uh, but this one, in week 11, Alan Robbegrier, The Voyeur, 164 pages. And my only knowledge of Grier is, is from film studies again. Uh, it was a film called Last Year at Marianbad, which is a bloody strange film if you've never seen it. But certainly worth watching once. <laughs> And it'll be interesting to see if um, Grier has that same kind of weirdness and what the hell was going on here kind of aspect to it. The week after that, week 12, again a, a French novel translated into English, is by uh, Françoise Sagan. And the book is called Bonjour Tristesse. And I believe um, Sagan wrote this book when she was 18. So, you know, very prodigious uh, to have written something like this, as it seems to be something that's very, very mature in its topic. Um, looking at the cover here on my cover, it looks like something of a, of a beach novel. And I, I think it touches upon uh, someone coming of age in terms of their, their sexuality. So, you know, that's certainly very, very interesting for an 18-year-old to have written that. And in my copy, it's 96 pages long. So, 
yeah, an, an hour one that's short and hopefully easy to, to read. Uh, the, the week after that, week 13, is by James Baldwin, and it's called Giovanni's Room. And my copy, it's 147 pages long. And my only knowledge of James Baldwin was from a recent essay that I'd read in in this recent uh, module that I've been doing for my university course. Uh, it was on the subject of 19th century American literature. So the real blockbuster of 19th century American literature is the book Uncle Tom's Cabin. And James Baldwin had written quite a a critical essay of that work. Um, so, with that being said, it would be really interesting to see what he's got to say for himself in terms of his own work. And that brings us on to week 14. And you'll you probably notice, actually, we're in, in these novels, we're, although we're not going anywhere ourselves, you know, certainly by the by the, the roadmap out of lockdown that we're looking at, um, and certainly the people that are behind the driving seat, you know, we, we do expect... Uh, stops and detours and you know <laughs> bumps in the road that are more like um, roadblocks. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we find ourselves uh, traveling all over the world in in these books from from America to North Africa to France, and here we are in week fourteen with Russia, and this one is by Fyodor Dostoevsky. And the book itself is called Notes from Underground. I believe this was published in 1864. But interestingly, it anticipates existentialism quite a quite a bit of time before before Camus. So it'll be intriguing to to dive into that. I certainly know the the Russians are deep thinkers uh, in terms of what I'm aware of. <laughs> so it'll be it'll be interesting, thought provoking. I imagine. The week after that, we, we changed the tone, really, from that. Um, week 15 is Richard Matheson and his book, I Am Legend, which I have read before, and it's a classic of the sci-fi genre. Uh, this is a, it's a book as well that's been adapted into quite a few films. Uh, one that comes to mind is Will Smith. But I know what they usually translate from book to film is to change the... I suppose the antagonists from vampires in Matheson's novel to zombies in the film adaptations. I don't quite know why that is, but the book itself is is brilliant actually, and you'll really get immersed in that as a, as a reader. And it's one of these last men alive type of novels. So, <laughs> and the idea of a of a virus. Uh, sweeping across the nation, you know, it's probably quite pertinent <laughs> in the here and now. And that brings us on to the, the next week, which sticks with the, the sci-fi-ish theme. And it's another classic, actually, another one that I read when I was really young uh, as a teenager and had a profound effect on me. And this was Ray Bradbury, Fahrenheit 451. Uh, again, uh, an easy-ish read. It's 173 pages long. And I seem to recall in high school reading that instead of actually revising for exams. <laughs> so, hey, you know, probably, you know, it probably had its worth, you know, seeing as we, uh, as a more mature person, went back to university to do literary studies. 
hey, we get there, we get there in the end. And I'm looking at what I'm doing now. Um, it looks like I've maybe only got another year to go with my course until I qualify with my degree. So, hey, uh, here I am in my late thirties, as I say. So uh, Fahrenheit four five one by Ray Bradbury in week sixteen. And that's one of these individuals against their society type of novels. Uh, it touches upon technology and observation and the idea of book burning, uh, a sort of <laughs> almost a, a bit like quite what we're going for now uh, with the whole uh, decolonizing the curriculum and uh, scrubbing history that might be problematic. Yep, but live in the age of cancel culture, and I think this this book Fahrenheit four five one still has a lot of relevance for something that was published in nineteen fifty three, and that brings us on to week seventeen, which sticks with a, a similar kind of theme actually. Um, we seem to be in this sci fi ish dystopia type of mindset as we we get to this part of the of the weeks. And week 17 is Anthony Burgess, A Clockwork Orange. Again, someone that I've seen as a film. Brilliant film. Classic. I've never read the novel before, though. So it'll be interesting to see, again, how that was adapted and uh, where that novel, you know, maintains its power in the here and now as well. I think it probably still speaks to our society even now. And that brings us on to week 18, which is Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut. Uh, it's about 157 pages long in my copy. And talking of my copy, <laughs> uh, someone that actually fell out when I was flicking through it was uh, a page that was given to me as part of my prize given when I left high school. So I was given this copy, oh, probably going on 18 or 19 years ago, so half my life ago. So embarrassingly, I've never read it yet. <laughs> so <laughs> it was the first time for everything. And that prize given was uh, for the subject of of classical studies um, at my school, Morgan, Morgan Academy in Dundee. They have this system called the Duck System, or at least they did then. I don't know if they still do it now. But it was a, a yearly prize giving thing, and it noticed someone who had done well on a particular subject. And I think you got your name on the on the honours board in the in the school hall. So I've never been back to the school to see if my name's there. <laughs> so I wonder if they've remembered to add me. <laughs> so as I say, you know, embarrassing that I was given that, that length of time ago and we're only getting to it now. I believe that book involves a bit of time travel as well, which brings us on to week 19, which is by H.G. Wells and The Time Machine. <laughs> so in the absence of not being able to go anywhere and going around the world in these books. We can also go back and forward for a time with H.G. Wells in The Time Machine. As I say, um, short again, 104 pages long, and it'll be, it'll be interesting. Uh, I've, I've only ever read one book before by H.G. Wells, and that was The Island of Dr. Moreau, which was bloody brilliant. So, <laughs> unlike some of the, the film adaptations, here's looking at you, Marlon Brando. <laughs> and uh, the last few weeks actually seem to be more of a similar theme as well, of, of their own, uh, not in terms of time travel necessarily, but in terms of going around the world. 
And with the last three weeks, so that's week 20, 21 and 22, we go to Latin and South America. And I don't know anything about these books at all, but they're they're shortish and the premise seems interesting. So week 20 is, and I apologize if I butchered the Spanish, the Spanish pronunciation of some of these names. Week 20 is by Adolfo Bioy Casares, and the title of the book is The Invention of Morel. It's 98 pages long, so it should be be intriguing to read something that's considered a, a classic of Latin American or South American literature. And sticking with that theme, week 21 is by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Uh, that's a name I'm familiar with, with, um, I think it's Love in the Time of Cholera and there's oh, the, the art title I vaguely remember. There's so many days of solitude, I forget the number of days. Um, or is it years of solitude? Ah, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, so week 21 is Gabriel Garcia Marquez, and it's one of his shorter works, which is called Chronicle of a Death Foretold, 122 pages long. And uh, he's considered one of the big names, I think, of, of Latin or South American literature. So it'll be intriguing to see to see what he's all about. And that brings us on to week 22, which is our last week. Again, with the Latin and South American theme. And this is by, again, I apologise if I butcher the name, Juan Rufo. Or is it Juan Rufo? I think they roll their R's, <laughs> which we can do as Scottish people. And the title of the book is Pedro Paramo. <laughs> and again, uh, this is actually got a foreword by Gabriel Garcia Marquez who wrote the book that we're doing week 21 so it seems to be very much of a of a theme there so we we end in a far-flung exotic part of the world and we'll see how that journey goes week by week and hopefully you you stick with me on that journey and even if you want to dip in and dip out get your free to do that as well the reason of picked these books as well, as well as them being short, is they seem to be readily available on, let's just say, a certain one-stop shop website, <laughs> although not exclusively to there, you know, so I'm sure there's are places that sell these books as well, but they seem to be reasonably well-priced, and of course you can get them delivered pretty quickly. So as I said, we'll be starting at some point, the week commencing the 12th of April, and that's that. <laughs> this is our our test podcast, and it gives me a, a little insight to, to what hiccups and issues I might encounter with self-producing this this project. So, as I say, you know, if, if you want to find out more or check me out on the social medias, uh, it's Facebook, it's the main one, which is facebook.com slash incomplete nonsense. Uh, I'm also on YouTube, as I say, if you type in Incomplete Nonsense with Peter Alban Campbell, so A-L-B-A-N, Alban, and you'll, you'll find the page. You can also email me as well with comments or if you want a shout out or, you know, mention where you're listening from or even send me an MP3 of your, your music in your bio. And that's to my email address, which is independentdundee at gmail.com. So thank you for listening, folks. And if you do, you know, join me on, on the Facebook page as well. 
uh, we're getting near to about 600 people that like it or follow it and we're only a few weeks old and I've already dubbed them my incompletus and nonsensical so you can join that <laughs> and it's meant very ironically and as a term of endearment <laughs> so thank you for listening folks and until next week everyone take care and hope you have a nice Easter even if you don't celebrate it like like I don't <laughs> I just eat the eggs <laughs> so, so thanks everyone take care and we'll speak soon bye bye Like it's new